so Rob and I had been training together. I'd been following his programming and he'd been coaching me for about 18 months prior to that. Um, and I just moved to Melbourne to continue training with him six months prior to that. Um, and then he kind of just reached out to me and was like, Hey, if you want a spot, like, please join our team. Otherwise I'm just going to coach. We're going to pull the team out. Like we're not going to compete. Um, and I actually originally said no <laughs> because I was planning on competing as an individual. And that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do. I wanted to shift into individual competition and I was in a really good place for it. And I had been feeling really good at training and been on point. And I ended up reaching out to one of my other mentors to be like, Hey, hypothetically speaking, if Rob Forte and James Newbury and Maddie Sturt asked you to be on their team, what would you do? He was like, this is what hooked me. This is what got me. He was like, people would pay to be on that team. You're an idiot if you don't go, like join that team. <laughs> so the next day I uh, spoke to Rob and told him that I would definitely take the spot. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are full up today, but we have Charlie on location. Where, we don't know, but we know he's on location somewhere. Places unknown. Ooh, mysterious. So mysterious. (laughs) But if we hear some small children making noises, we might figure that out. They're not mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we want to start this week with our, what we do every week, how our training week's going. So let's start with, I I threw Charlie off last time by making him go first. So we'll go with Amy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be honest that my training week has been pretty mix mismatched t- this week. Uh, part of the reason is, is I'm doing a competition, which I know we'll get into later. So um, we've got this competition. So I was doing a little bit of light kind of walkthrough on those workouts. So um, I really only worked out twice this week and then uh, back down. And then, like I said, just kind of walked through some of those movements Um in, in preparation for this competition today i went in for the 40 plus club i'll let charlie explain what he did and then what i did while he was doing his thing i just sat on the bike so i was a cheerleader for him and dj so awesome that's about what i did so i'll next time we get together i'll tell you about how the competition went all right so charlie how was the music music was great uh it was a what was it top 40s well, i don't even know what it was um but the so the week was good and uh let's see got all my go wad in got all my training in today we did what was it we did angie well you did angie i did angie yeah um you know as my one of my goals for the year was to do all the girl exercises didn't want to say do all the girls because yeah, that would have gone a weird direction. But <laughs> I was going to ask if Lisa knew if you if you did Angie today, but she doesn't care. So she's fine. Um, the she doesn't listen to this, so it's even better. The <laughs> hey 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 hey. <laughs> so yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's brutal. It's um, if you don't know, it's a uh, hundred pull ups, a hundred push ups, a hundred sit ups, a hundred air squats and when you were first talking about it i think your plan was going to be to partition it am i right correct okay and i was like oh nobody no mm. there's no partitioning that and he's no. like what mm. and i looked it up to confirm he's like oh well that changes things 
That changes things a lot. It it gives me much more respect for uh, the athletes that did Murph um, non-partitioned, if you will. Yeah, we, we it, actually it, it got spicy. We we actually did that in like my first four months of CrossFit. It was horrible, horrible, and I was super duper scaled. Um, and that mm-hmm. was I can't even imagine. But we haven't done it since. So that kudos to you, man, for pulling that one out. And hitting it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to leave Amy, ma- Amy made me do it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he, gave, he gave me a choice. He said, look at this poster of, of this and tell me which one to do. And I was like, oh, not not Chelsea. Not that one. Yeah, let's do right. Angie. Yep. But eventually he's going to have to do them all. Do them all. Yeah. yeah. We're have to do them all. Awesome. We'll have to video some of that and post on our social media so oh. people uh, can see his attempts. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Well, my week, um, actually, the results were very good, um, very good this week. Um, I will say I had to travel to Pennsylvania, uh, and that was mentally fatiguing because when I'm on the road, I don't have control over the food that is around me. Um, and so I went to my parents' house, and what I did is I stopped at the grocery store in my hometown, uh, bought lettuce, chicken all that kind of stuff, just to make sure that that was around. I bought some hummus, some carrots, things like that, just to kind of make it through. Uh, but by the end of the weekend, um, because we, my mom was in a show that she directed and wrote and emceed, and uh, it was a dinner show. And so I took my salad with me. Good for you. Uh, made it through that. And um, the next day, uh, we, we had some breakfast with my family and I just had some eggs and, uh, that was it. And, um, I made it through, but man, I was mentally fatigued. It was really a struggle because, uh, Saturday afternoon, my dad broke out his snack bowl of pretzels and chips and all that kind of stuff. And it was just kind of hard getting through, uh, but we made it. Um, and then I got back, did the wad on Monday, felt great. Uh, did the wad last night. Um, and my Wednesdays have been just a big pile of poo for the last couple of weeks. But last night I felt like I could push harder than I've been pushing on cardio. Uh, and I, I posted the workout I did. It, it was row 1500, hundred double unders, 50 calorie bike, hundred double unders, 15 calorie row, 1500 calorie row. I did that with a skier. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. 1500 meter row. Correct. You said calorie. 50 calorie bike. Okay. But then you said 1500 calorie. I'm just, that's uh, a huge description. Okay. I was talking really fast okay, and I, no, I apologize. I was checking you out. <laughs> so, um, but I did it with a ski erg instead of the row, uh, because of the cast on my legs. Um, and that was brutal, but I made it through Yeah. and I uh, was able to really push hard on the bike. Uh, the, I had to do single unders for the jump rope. Uh, but it, I'm with the casts. I mean, that's work just to let you know, that is not an easy task, but made it through that and, uh, finished one of the first people in the class. Uh, so felt pretty good. That's, that's not usual for the Clydesdale, uh, to finish up there in the, in the cardio work, but, uh, it was good. So very happy with that. I'm liking how our uh, competition team is looking sounding at least. Yeah, yeah. As long as there's a ski erg in it, we're good, man. There you go. (laughs) So this week we have two sanctionals on tap. Uh, The first one is the Brazil CrossFit Championship. It's not really the first one. It's starting tomorrow. Um, It is, if you're on the East Coast, it's two hours ahead of us because Brazil kind of jets out there to the east a little bit. Um, And... There's really, it's really just kind of a localized competition, kind of what we've talked about in the past. Um, there's really not a lot of names um, at this one. Um, and so it, it gives that South American um, regional feel where, you know, you get one person to go. Um, and, but the workouts are good and, and the Brazil crowd goes nuts. I know the Panchecks went last year and said it was one of the most electric atmospheres they've ever been in. Uh, but Spencer actually had to pull out this week uh, due to illness. Um, so uh, so we were sad to hear that because, you know, they're they're kind of friends of the show. 
Um, but anyway, that one is actually being streamed live on the website for the Brazil Brazilian CrossFit Championship. So you can check that out uh, and it will air live. It's just two hours ahead of us in the Eastern time zone, five hours ahead in the Pacific. Uh, so that's there for you to check out. And then the other one is another one that's kind of a regional feel. It's the it's the Australian CrossFit Championships. You, you know I like that. You do. He's not competing this I, weekend, I, though. Just saying, I, I like the all right. Australian. So all of the big named Australian athletes are kind of in it, um, other than your boy Con, uh, Brandon Swan, uh, James Newberry is coming back from the bike accident. Um, uh, I can't even think now. Um, but Rob Forte? He's he's coaching. Okay. He's coaching. Um, and it's Cara Saunders' first oh, uh, yeah. competition back since giving birth. Uh, and uh, it actually started yesterday. That's not her first competition coming back. It, it is. Unless you count the Open. There. What Did she do an Open workout at an event? I'm remembering there was an event that she did a live... She did, uh, when she was pregnant, she did an open announcement. No, I'm remembering, and Scotty came out, and she was holding. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, this okay, is... This we're going we're gonna to do more research on this and get back to you. Okay. I researched this this afternoon, okay. so I'm confident in my I've, assessment, Ms. Rudowski. <laughs> um, I hear your words. I'm going to do my own research. Okay. Um, so anyway, Kara is competing this weekend. Um, and it actually started yesterday because of the way their time works to, compared to ours. They're like a day ahead of us. Um, and so she actually won an event uh, yesterday. Um, of course, it was a barbell workout, something she hammers pretty good. Um, she did not do well in the Flags event, which is an Australian kind of, uh, it's like I would call it musical chairs in the sand. Uh, essentially they lay on their belly facing away from, uh, these poles that are stuck in the sand and you have to, when a whistle blows, you have to pop up and run and be the first, uh, be the first to grab that pole before they go away. Uh, that's the Torian pro and that was not a sanctional. Oh, I wasn't talking about a sanctional. I was talking about a comp. I think she just did an event there, but okay. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. I have, I have photo evidence. Okay. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so besides the point, she won an event, <laughs> did well. Uh, the flags event was, I'll tell you, when they described it to me on a different podcast, I was like, that doesn't sound that fun, but watching it, uh, some of the highlights, cause it is not being streamed. The only way to follow the Australian CrossFit championships is to like check out your social media. The morning chalk up is running some highlights the day after, uh, but they when they're running and diving in the sand and the sand is just spraying everywhere as they're trying to grab these poles. Uh, there's some epic photos, so uh, check that out. Uh, the morning chalk up did a great uh, synopsis today, and with that, one of our our next guest is, actually is competing in the Australian CrossFit Championships. Her name is Kate Gordon. Uh, I did an interview with her a few days ago. Um, you might know her better as CrossFitter with sign. Uh, and that means that, you know, the lady that stands with the cardboard sign above her head. Um, and for you coaches out there, oftentimes has something on that cardboard that all of us coaches think and aren't generally allowed to say uh, to be a good coach. Uh, she also is on Instagram at CF Kate. Um, she is a um, seminar staff member uh, for CrossFit HQ. Uh, and she does the trainings for both level one and level two. And so with that, we will go to that interview now. And we'll be back with you as soon as that's done. So I'm with Kate Gordon. Uh, she is a two-time CrossFit Games athlete. Um, and I know that you went in 15 and 19, uh, which were two very different CrossFit games. Yeah. Uh, so what was, what was it like, uh, the comparison between California and Wisconsin? Um, I mean, I really liked being in medicine. Medicine is such a cool place. So I enjoyed the whole, the, the kind of, I guess, 
I guess it's the part beyond just the competition. It's like when you're in Madison, it's really small. Everyone's staying really close together. Everyone's eating at the same restaurants and you're just seeing everybody everywhere. It's like, it's like CrossFitville. Um, so I really like that aspect where it's like it, you can really feel the sense of community when you're in Madison. Um, I mean, I loved Carson. Carson is where it began, especially for me. It was somewhere that I'd spectated, I judged, and then eventually competed. So that was a really amazing experience. So I feel like that stadium, that, that um, what's it called now? It's called the StubHub, right? Now I think it went through yeah. a couple of different name changes, but that always has a, a special place in my heart, especially when you see like uh, the old videos of the CrossFit Games and the tennis stadium. Like, so um, both very different. Um, in terms of climate, I thought that Madison might be cooler because I remember like being in Carson, it was hot. It was like, it was just, you know, it was just almost unbearable. But um, Madison was just as hot. <laughs> yeah. It was just as warm. So uh, yeah, I think um, the, the setup at Madison was, it was a little bit, um, I think the venue's probably better for the games in terms of just the way that they've got the whole thing laid out. I really liked the layout. Um, it's just so both of them, both places had, so many cool things to them but um i think the way that they're going in the direction that they're going with the venue and, and with the whole town like it's just it's getting better and better so i think this the shift to madison was a really good call yeah i um i worked the 17 games um yeah and that it's so funny you talk about climate because on thursday it snowed uh that year <laughs> at the games and on sunday it was like 90 degrees that's insane. So, That's and it was, crazy. it was the year they had to go over the straw, the straw hurdles. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so my job was building those. Oh, right. Yeah. It was, wow. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a was, good job. Yeah. We started with the O course and then ended with the, the haystack. So yeah, it was Man, crazy. Wow. So you grew up in, <laughs> you grew up in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And um, you ended up going to college in uh, California, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was at UC Irvine. And you, you studied film? Mm-hmm. So I know that it, with uh, CrossFit, you've been, become part of the L, L1 seminar staff, as well as, you know, you're, you're a prominent coach now. Do you use video or film or anything in your, in your coaching Outside of Instagram, no, not at all. <laughs> I really okay. put my degree to work. <laughs> no, I really, um, I mean, I went to school and I just studied what I loved and I was doing um, like performing arts and dance. That was what I was into out of high school. And then I just kind of wound up with the film degree. So yeah, there was never any um, particular drive towards my career that I vision is this and this is what I'm going to study. It was I really love doing this right now, so I'm going to follow that path. And then eventually what I really loved doing was CrossFit, so I just kind of followed that path. So how did you end up on seminar staff? Um, so my process was uh, through an application online and then starting the uh, internship process that they have. So basically interning was me being on four different seminars, so traveling for four weekends, and basically – acting like I was a member of staff and hoping they would like me. Um, but it initially starts with you observe and you just kind of learn. And it's almost like um, taking your level one again. And then you start to coach little segments throughout the, throughout the seminar and they can observe your skills as a coach, observe what you're like and the dynamics of the team and you know, what you're like as a person. And then you'll get a lot of feedback and then it's about, whether or not you can implement the feedback and whether or not you have the ability to take on board feedback and, and make change to what you're doing and, and kind of upskill. So what all, um, what all certificates or certifications do you teach? So I teach on the level one and level two certificate course. Um, and then the level three is obviously an exam and the level four again is a practical exam, which um, hasn't, I don't think it's been released yet in America. It's meant to be on its way, um, but I'm not part of that at this point, at least. And you hold a level three, right? Correct. Okay. So what's the difference between a one and a two? Because I, I've been a level one for just about five years and it's due to expire this summer. Mm -hmm. And so I just signed up for my level two. Yeah. And so what am I getting into? 
Well, prepare to get given feedback in the same way that like I was just saying when I was interning, we have people watching us and we have to be um, willing to hear critical feedback and, and actually try and change what we're doing and be open to trying it a different way. And that's kind of the whole idea of the level two. Well, a lot of the drills that we do are based around you've developed some skills as a coach. You've been coaching for five years. Some people have been doing it a little bit less. Some people have been doing a little bit more. Um, so you kind of bring in what you've got and what you know, and, and um, hopefully we can top up that knowledge and give you some new tools and some new ideas and give you some feedback that's not only um, relevant to you and where you are, but it's also relevant to where CrossFit is on the whole. It's kind of like you get to get the information straight from a horse's mouth, which is nice because, you know, you do your level one. And like you said, you've been away for five years doing your own thing. So it's nice to kind of come back and regather and just have the information again. The level two will revisit a lot of the themes from the level one, but really dive into the coaching element of it. So it really like the seeing and correcting that you would have learned a little bit about in the level one, we really hone in on that stuff as far as a skill as a coach goes and trying to upskill you. So um, lots of drills around just basic things with watching foundational movements and then cueing foundational movements and then doing some one-on-one stuff and then doing group coaching stuff. So it's a lot of, a lot of like just, it's actually very um, interactive, which is really cool. And so um, you seem to be really into coaching. I just started following your email um, a couple mm-hmm. months ago um, mm-hmm. where you, you give your opinions on different things that are going on in CrossFit or uh, give like a monthly challenge, um, things like that. So one, I want yeah. to encourage people uh, to, to, to subscribe to that email because it's really good uh, and yeah, really enjoyable. Awesome. Yeah, two months ago, you actually talked about why we should affiliate and not drop mm-hmm. the affiliation. And I loved, mm-hmm. I, that's what got me hooked. Um, yes, and then I saw, it was an aggressive email. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so can we talk about that a little bit since we brought, I brought it up is, yeah. you know, you, you felt strongly about why you should not drop your affiliation. Mm-hmm. I'd been writing that email and I had never intended it to be an email. It was something that I was going to post on social media. I've been writing that for probably six or seven months now. So that has been something that I've been thinking about and thinking through and thinking over. And it's been in conversation with a lot of people that I around and a lot of people that I work with. Um, and I've been having conversations in seminars with people that are opening up gyms that are not going to be affiliates with people that have had affiliates that have de-affiliated. So over the past, I mean, the course of probably two years, like this conversation has been something that I've been having with a lot of people. Um, and I've just slowly gathered my thoughts around it. And, um, yeah, that email was something that was, um, definitely, definitely opinionated and, um, strong and very forward in what I said. And it, and it is just my opinion. Like I had a lot of backlash and it was like, well, you can absolutely have your opinion, but you're not going to change mine. Like that's where I stand on it. And, uh, I think the thing that gets me the most is that the people that have, learn everything that they've learned from CrossFit as I have everything that I know about what I do and everything that I put out and all the information and all the concepts and all the methodologies that I use were taught to me through CrossFit. And it was such an incredible resource and it facilitated my development and my progress as not just a coach or athlete, but as a person. And I feel that that is a debt that I owe to CrossFit and part of me being able to pay it forward is to one day have my own affiliate and, to hopefully see other people also running their affiliates and staying true to the CrossFit thing and, and not just as a brand, but I guess as a community, like, you know, we are all in this together and it's, when I see people departing and diverging away from CrossFit, I think that it comes from a couple of places. One, they don't feel like they're part of CrossFit anymore and they feel like they're alienated or they feel like they're not getting what they used to get or they feel like they can do things better and they can do things differently and they can improve and they can run their own show. And it's going to be a different thing, but it's actually just, it's just CrossFit. It's just their a different version of it. It's, it's not a unique. So um, it certainly frustrates me when people are like, well, we're going to be like CrossFit, but it's not CrossFit. And I'm like, well, actually you're just using CrossFit, like pay your dues. It doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't give credit where credit's due. But um, I got a lot of backlash from that. 
some some productive conversations came out of it where I spoke to some affiliate owners and some past affiliate owners. And then I had a lot of really, really negative, just like, um, you know, unproductive conversations that were like, it wasn't helping anybody. It wasn't a conversation that was actually, you know, anyone could learn from. But um, it's definitely interesting to talk to people that are still running affiliates that um, kind of gave me some of their some of their perspective in terms of like, Hey, the games have changed and that doesn't affect us. But I think a lot of the stuff around like some of the social media affected a lot of the affiliates in a way that perhaps I hadn't realized before, which was kind of an interesting perspective, especially in terms of like um, one of the trainers that I spoke to, one of the affiliate owners was like, Hey, what we want is more affiliate support in terms of on social media. They're encouraging people to work out at home why they're not encouraging people to work out affiliates. They used to send us Christmas cards. They're not sending us Christmas cards anymore. So there's just a few things that like, I think people feel discouraged by, but if you get back to the heart of it and you get back to the goal of what it is that we're doing, it's to make people healthier and fitter and to, you know, give people an opportunity to improve their lives. Um, and it's also about the community. And I think if you've improved your life, through CrossFit and all the changes that you've made have been because of CrossFit, then surely the best opportunity you could give somebody else is to have that same experience. I don't think that there's an alternative to CrossFit that's better. I just don't. So, yeah. So, so I have a unique perspective about that. I, I walked into a CrossFit box at over 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. And so I lost, I got down to 265 and I owe wow. a lot to CrossFit. Yeah. And so I loved what you said about, did we forget about what CrossFit gave us? Mm -hmm. And they gave us a lot. Um, there's still a lot of resource material out there. There's a lot of things for us to go grab. Um, and they gave us a methodology that works for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that from my perspective, what you said was, was spot on. And I do, I do see what the other people are saying now that you say that. With, yeah social yeah. media and things like that. Um, so I can be open-minded about that, but I do think that, um, I think there was a point in there where he said, if you're afraid to explain why it's safe by just dropping the CrossFit because people are intimidated by that name, then we're not doing our job as coaches and affiliate owners uh, to mm. explain what that is. And I yeah. love that part. So yeah. um, thank you for putting that out. Yeah, absolutely. And so if people want to get your email, how do they do that? Well, actually, I've made it more difficult to get it because <laughs> I used to have the link in my bio on my Instagram, but I have taken that down. And I essentially, every day that I send out an email, I put it up in my story so that people can sign up for it through my story. So it's posted multiple times a week just through my story where you can get the link straight through Instagram. So if you're following me on Instagram, you can get my email. Um, but at some point, I might put the link back up. But um yeah, at the moment it's just not in my bio. So you'll see it in my story though. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I found it uh, and got it because it's really yes. good. And I really like it. Um, so I also want to talk about you moving into competition. So you competed mm -hmm. in 15 with the games and then, um, and then last year you were with the exterminators, uh, kind of a super team, uh, a lot yeah. of, a lot of big names on that team. Um, yeah. what, what was that experience like? It was um, completely amazing. <laughs> I um, was not originally on the team. So before the sanctioned event in Australia, um, it was another athlete called uh, Caitlin Vanzel, who's another Australian athlete. And uh, she competed as an individual last year and is going to be competing again this year as an individual. So she was committed to the team prior to qualifying last year. And then once the Open had wrapped up and she'd gotten a qualifying spot she eventually pulled out of the team um maybe maybe a month or so out from the sanctioned event so it was pretty close to the sanctioned event but um she just wasn't in it so rob and i had been training together i'd been following his programming and he'd been coaching me for about 18 months prior to that um and i just moved to melbourne to continue training with him six months prior to that. Um, and then he kind of just reached out to me and was like, Hey, if you want a spot, like, please join our team. Otherwise I'm just going to coach. We're going to pull the team out. Like we're not going to compete. Um, and I actually originally said no, <laughs> <laughs> but 
because I was planning on competing as an individual and that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do. I wanted to shift into individual competition and I was in a really good place for it. And I had been feeling really good at training and been on point. And I ended up reaching out to one of my other mentors to be like, Hey, hypothetically speaking, if Rob Forte and James Newbury and Maddie Sturt asked you to be on their team, what would you do? He was like, this is what hooked me. This is what got me. He was like, people would pay to be on that team. You're an idiot if you don't go, like join that team. <laughs> so the next day I uh, spoke to Rob and told him that I would definitely take the spot. And um, set the sanctioned event was phenomenal. It was amazing. Um, competing with that group of Australian athletes was just awesome. And then from that sanctioned event, Maddie Stern and James Newbury were going as individuals to the games. So we had to create a roster that gave us our two alternates. Um, because what would happen is Maddie and James wouldn't be on the team. So I was coaching Danny Horan through the method on nutrition stuff. And so she had actually kind of asked me about it. And we'd sort of not had any other female athletes in Australia that were available to compete. And it was kind of perfect. So we had her jump on board. And then we had Zeke Grove, who's another Australian Games athlete, jump on board. And we just kind of wound up with another super team that was a completely different super team, but another awesome team. Um, we had Zeke come out and train for like one weekend before the Games. And then Danny and Zeke and the whole team, Rob and I, got together for like, we had, I think, one or two workouts before the actual game started. And then it was go time. <laughs> so it was, um, it was an experience in terms of we had to kind of work on the fly with each other and just kind of make it happen. And it was a lot of fun. We, from the beginning said that we wouldn't be, um, we would be focused on having fun. Like that was the goal. We just wanted to go in and, and I actually hopped on a phone call with Danny and Rob and it was right, right off the bat before we'd even committed to the team that we were on. Rob was like, we're just, we just want to go in and have a really good time. We just want to have fun. That's our goal. So while they're all very competitive, it was still very much like, hey, this is an experience and we're just going to make the most of it. So, yeah, it was an amazing weekend. Uh, because of the way you, you performed the team, did it make the synchro stuff a lot harder uh, just because you didn't have time together with the communication? Um, yes and no. I think, you know, sometimes when you don't have time to prepare, it means that you just have to cut through a lot of discussion and a lot of talking and a lot of back and forth and you just decisions just have to be made so um something that rob is really good at is he's really good at communicating and he was our lead for the team the whole way through from sanctions sanctions sanctionals with the other guys to the games team so he made a lot of the calls and made it very very clear for us what we were doing so there was really no lack of um understanding each other the communication was very straightforward and we had everything that we needed to make it happen. So we, yes, maybe a little bit more training together would have been really nice to have, <laughs> but I don't think that we were at a disadvantage in terms of synchro and communicating. Like we communicated really well and we had a good team leader and that that's kind of what made it. Well, Rob is kind of like the OG of OGs. Uh, he's been around a long yeah. time and uh, I loved watching him in the invitationals and through the games. Uh, Cause I've been around CrossFit yes. since like 2011. And so, oh, that's awesome. so he's been around a long time and, um, yeah, yeah. Lo love Rob Forte. So if he would ask oh, yeah. me, I would jump at the chance of being on a team with him. Just yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so one more games question and then we'll get into some other stuff. Um, so the way, the way the changes came down, you, you've been around CrossFit a long time as well. Mm -hmm. So what did you think the effect was, uh, to the games and the sanctionals? Do you like it better now? with all the sanctional events and the opportunities available or the old way with the regional? Um, I have, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people got really upset about it, but I really have no, I have no, I had no emotional response to it. It wasn't, it didn't, it did not change what I did in the gym every day because my only goal is to be the best that I could be and to better myself every time that I show up in the gym and do a training session. So regardless of what the competition was, it didn't really matter for me. So I think a lot of the changes were, um, yeah, they, they were, I felt unaffected by them. The competitions were still there. So no, it's not called regionals anymore, but they're still there. And if they give the community opportunity to put on events and, to, uh, you know, make something of themselves and, 
and, and create businesses and create money and profit from these events. Like that's really awesome for the community. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really like the changes and I like the format and I like that there's, there's more opportunities to compete than ever before now. Um, the only thing that I find really difficult is all the online qualifiers. <laughs> that is probably the main thing for me that I'm like, man, there are so many online qualifiers now. So it was nice to see last year a lot of those sanctioned events using the Open, which was such a great idea that came from um, the Down Under CrossFit Championship because he was the only one the year prior to use the Open. And it was like, it's brilliant. It's so obvious. Um, so that was really cool that a lot more people are doing that now. Um, other than that, I really like the changes in terms of sanctionals. And then I also really like the eliminations in the games. I think it's really, really cool. And I think this year you're going to see it improve even more. Yeah. I, we've talked on this podcast with my co-hosts, but we're both out of town this weekend, but um, that we love the, the eliminations up until that last one. It just seemed to happen a little too early. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I think they need to spread it out a little bit differently yeah. and, and just time it right. So I think that that's what they're going to figure out this year, hopefully. Yeah. And so are you going to compete this year on a team individually? I'm doing the, um, both Australian sanctioned events individually. Um, so if I, if I were to get a game spot, of course I'd take it. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that this year is the year. So it's just going to be a couple of sanctioned events and then just, just regular training for me. Cool. And so I just want to finish up with kind of your fun Instagram. Uh, yeah. and that is the CrossFitter with sign. Uh, I have to say that when I see that every day, it is everything I think is a coach and I'm, a, and I'm not allowed to say out loud. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. So how did you get started with that? Um, do you know what? I mean, everyone's been seeing the like sign posts, right? Like it's just been something that's been floating up and popping up on the socials. And uh, I'd seen like dude with sign and I don't know. It just kind of was like one morning I was like, this is, this is a joke and I'm just going to take it a little bit too far. So I did the very first sign and it was the post that I put up on my Instagram. And I essentially from that was like, I'm just going to see if this handle is available. And if it is, maybe I'll just take it and like do some more posts. And it was, so I just kind of like took it and then kind of just ran with it. And then like I've spent, I started my Instagram in like, 2014 or something I've spent like six years and I'm just about at 20,000 in about a month that damn page has almost got the same number of followers I'm like really <laughs> come on damn it I'm just writing on cardboard people <laughs> so um yeah it was a joke I ran with it and I made a handle that was kind of stupid and I was a little bit like oh this is dumb but yeah I get to write stuff and say things that I never normally say that usually <laughs> has some far more PC and it's like very blunt and it's very much about all the annoying things that happen as a coach or even as a member or as a crossfitter so um yeah it's just some lighthearted stuff so it's good well i i love it because it is everything <laughs> that you want to say as a coach at times um, my two favorites are uh you've got bigger problems than the music yes i have to shout out um Oh, what is his name? He used to run um, a CrossFit affiliate in LA and it was every time you walked into the gym, they had a list of like, uh, I guess, gym guidelines. And one of them was you've got bigger problems in the music. So as soon as I started writing the signs, I was like, I have to make that a sign. I've remembered that for about six years. It was just the best way to encapsulate the whole thing about people complaining about the music. Yeah. And then my second favorite is uh, all the gear and your squat still shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, those two are really good. Um, but so I love it. And I, I can see how that just took off. Um, it's just yeah, one of those fun. things that, that speaks to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I know and at our nice. gym, I'm like, I get to be, I get to be the funny person for once. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we talk about it all the time as coaches at our gym and, um, and pass them around as soon as you, you put them out. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're between classes and everything going on there. Um, but I want to thank you for being my first international guest. Yes, absolutely. You set it up so well. This was so seamless. I was the one who mucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went really well. This is the first time I've used Zoom. And so it, yeah, went, it went 
awesome. Um, but thank you so much. And yes, is there, thank you. you, you're available. To, uh, you have at CrossFit Kate or CF Kate. Yes. At uh, they can follow you at Insta on Instagram. And then of course, uh, at CrossFitter with sign, uh, for the yep. funny page, um, <laughs> to follow you. And then if you want to follow the email, you got to watch your story and see when it gets mm -hmm. posted. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck. Yes, with the you. you have one coming up like next weekend, right? Yeah, I leave on I leave in two days, so it's coming up real soon. All right, well, we'll be we'll be rooting for you. I uh, hope you thank do well, you. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome, thank you. All right, thanks. So that was good to hear from Kate and all of her like um, thoughts and ideas about CrossFit and the methodology and and what she does with the seminar staff um, and how she went viral pretty fast with that CrossFitter with sign. Um, so that was pretty cool, but we want to get into a couple news events. Um, and the first thing that we want to do is just, you know, thoughts and prayers out to Cookville, Tennessee and the Nashville area that were hit pretty hard with a tornado this week. Um, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, I made my first visit to Cookville, uh, this January met a lot of people there, um, that I consider friends now. And um, my heart aches for what I saw the devastation to be uh, in that area. It's awful. And um, I, what I want to do is um, I want to say that Rich and CrossFit Mayhem are doing a fundraiser for those affected by the tornado. And uh, the CrossFit Mayhem website is selling T-shirts with 100% of the proceeds going to the relief efforts in Cookville. And so... I just want to put that out there to go out and maybe buy a shirt. You get a cool little mayhem shirt. Uh, it says Cookville strong and, um, and you're helping support the relief effort and stuff. I know Rich went out with the volunteers to help kind of clear some of the um, debris with a lot of the people from their gym. Um, but there's, it, they've got a long way to go. I talked to one of the people I met there last night uh, via text and she said it's going to be a really long road because there's a lot of damage. Um, but so our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to all of the people affected and, and hope that uh, they recover soon. The next thing we want to talk about is something that's kind of affected this group. Uh, and that is the Arnold Fitness Expo. Um, for those of you who have not heard, due to the coronavirus, uh, there was a decision made to... Um, cancel the expo part of the Arnold. The competitions will go on, but only like four are allowed to have spectators and only on certain days. The rest of the competitions will go on without spectators. So the only people allowed in the building are the competitors, the officiating crew um, for whatever they're doing and coaches. Yes. So Scott and I will both be there and we both have, you know, alternating or alternative perspectives of this because he's going to, um, volunteer as, as a judge and I'm going there to compete. And I think that we can both agree, listen, this is a totally unfortunate, um, event that was not anybody as far as the planning, you know, is in control of. So this is coming from the, the governor's office, it is going to be a huge blow to Columbus for the commerce. Um, it's it's 250,000 people that generally come in for this. Right. A quarter of a million people uh, all in one place, hotels, restaurants. Um, and I actually got some emails from vendors that come to the Arnold and it is a large percentage of their There's, yearly income. Yes, yes. That one event. So I have to say, so I, I totally... I understand parts of it, and then other parts I feel is a complete overreaction. Um, I feel that it was so frustrating. It was, it was. I have whiplash from yeah. yesterday. It was we're canceling the event. No, nothing can happen. Okay, we can have athletes participate, but no spectators. Okay, great. Make all these arrangements. Nope, we're we're not competing again. Okay, nope. Yes, we're competing, and spectators are there. That was when we woke up this morning. That's what we were told about an hour or so later. Nope. No spectators. That's yeah. the communication correct. has been less than stellar for sure. And nobody's on the right same page. Right. You know, 
Arnold is out there on Twitter make doing video releases of what he thinks it's going to be. Um, the governor's doing press conferences of what he thinks it should be. The Department of Health are making statements of what they think it should be. It's nobody is talking to each other. And they're all making um, their own decisions without consulting one another. And it's been so frustrating. All the more reason to practice the life skill of effective communication. Yes. And we are CrossFitters. Prepare for the unknown. Yeah. And that's what we have, right? And we're not the only ones affected. Charlie's affected too. Like he loves this community. He wants to come support the team. And now he's not allowed in the doors to watch. Charlie, how are you feeling about all of this? Yeah, I may, I may figure out a way to. You may figure out a way. There's, there may be a back door open somewhere that I can <laughs> stick I bet my foot you, in when somebody goes through. I bet you they'll, they're going to take your temperature, though, first, just to make sure you don't That's have that. That's fine. Just, just use your ninja skills. That's right. They'll just yeah. look at me and go, oh, this guy, he does CrossFit. The, the good news for me and my family is it probably is going to save me a bunch of money. That's <laughs> because there's no vendors to buy anything okay. from. All right. Um, so looking at the silver lining, um, there's that. Uh, but I am bummed because it's a huge event. Um, and it's a huge community event because this is our this is our affiliate gathering where all the affiliates in Columbus kind of come together and have a big party um, yeah. to celebrate what we do all year long. And um, that that's kind of a bummer. So I actually have a confession to make. I've lived in Columbus, Ohio, my whole life. No, don't say yes, it. Yes, I've never one time been to the Arnold. <sighs> because, here's the thing. Le who is the her? <laughs> because being around a lot of people in a very tight space is not my favorite thing to do. So, But guess what? I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to join this team. And guess what? I thought I was going to get to meet Arnold. Nope. Well, you probably have a better shot at meeting Arnold now with no <laughs> spectators there because he'll probably just walk around. But you think he's going to still come? Yeah. He said on Twitter he's coming. Okay. I actually saw on Instagram that uh, T and Matt are still coming. Okay. Well, so I don't know where they're, there's no booth for them to be at. Um, but we'll see what goes that on there. They're definitely going to be over at the CrossFit competition. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now my nerves just went paper bag. Okay. Breathe into the paper bag, Amy. Okay. Pass the wine. All right. So let's finish up with what was the best thing we saw on the internet this week? Uh, I'm going first. Okay. So you guys don't steal it. Mine is going to be Annie Thor's daughter's announcement that they're having a baby girl. And she posted a cute little jersey that has the number 11 on it. And did you see what was written on it? I did. Let's tell the listeners what, what did it you, say. You go ahead. Fred I don't want to steal your thunder. Frederick's daughter. It was really sweet. There you go. That was my favorite. Charlie, you up. Charlie? Yes, sir. What's your, your favorite? Mine thing? is going to be... So last couple of weeks we've been talking about Eddie Hall doing Grace, becoming Isabel, 48, 9 seconds, 50 seconds, whatever it is. But after that, now keep in mind this is a very large man. Would be a, 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 a Clydesdale, if, if you will. Um, yeah, he, he takes Clydesdale to a whole new level. <laughs> to a whole, He's the front of the uh, Clydesdale train yeah. on that deal. But he, um, he did a little handstand walking. Um, at the end of his uh, video now, he got, what did you say, four or five steps? Four or five steps, yeah. Wow. Uh, still very impressive for a man of his size. So good job by him. I'm curious, is it more impressive than when the time I did backwards handstand walking at a competition? Mm, uh, slightly, close. slightly. <laughs> just just by a tick. Okay. Yeah. It, it was fun. His first attempt, if you haven't seen it, is – People are helping him up into the handstand, which is a feat of in its own. <laughs> the people that because they were much smaller than he was. Um, and then he, he did a second and third attempt on his own with no help, uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah, kudos to those people. Getting those tree trunks up in the air. Yeah. So I guess it's my turn to finish up. Yeah. Uh, so the best thing I saw on the Internet is actually something I heard on the Internet. 
And um, my friend Athena Perez has a podcast called Ooh. Scaled Nation. Ooh. Check it out, everyone. And she had a, ho- a guest on this week named Jason Weiss. Jason was over 400 pounds and competed at Wadapalooza. Did I see him on the Buttery Bros? Um, I don't know if he was on the Buttery Bros. Okay. He was in Morning Chalk Up for sure. Okay. Um, but she interviewed him. And the coolest part, there's two really cool parts in this podcast. And one was um, he it was in the beginner division. He'd never done a pull-up before. So before the event, he started doing extra work after class. Uh, extra work after class. Did we lose Charlie? We lost Charlie, okay. but I'll just finish this yeah. off. Him. Uh, so he worked on after class on some different um, things. Uh, got his first toes to bar getting ready for a Wadapalooza at the gym. Um, wow. Got much heavier weights before he got down there. And so they get down there and pull-ups is one of the workouts and he's never gotten a pull-up. That's awesome. And at Wadapalooza, he got his first pull-up. In front of that crowd, on the bay, um, got his first pull-up, which was really cool. Um, and then on the shark bait event, they had to swim, do the ocean swim. Uh-huh. And he thought he was going to die. <laughs> um, and when he completed the lap around the bay and came in, he got to the dock and he said that he had to stop for 30 to 45 seconds and just reflect on his journey because he made that swim the whole way and just kind of took a couple minutes to uh, reflect about that. And as someone who's been through that kind of journey, it was very emotional for me. And uh, I was so glad that he shared that experience. That's so cool. And it gives me the itch to maybe try to compete at Wadapalooza Ooh. or the Granite Games or something. So, uh, so maybe that's going to be one of my goals come soon. So, Love it. All right. Well, with that, Charlie already left us. Uh, probably so, taking care of some kids or something. Probably. I heard. I heard a scream. Yeah. Um, but we wish him well with that. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.